Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Wednesday the 29th of June. And as usual with all the information contained in this briefing, it is general advice only. So please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this briefing. And if you need to, you can always pause the slideshow here, read the disclaimer in full if you feel so inclined, or you can head on over to the marcustoday.com.au website and read our disclaimer there. And of course, you can sign up for all the other goodies on the website as well. If you're not yet a member, marcustoday.com.au. And of course, it's end of tax year time, so talk to your accountant, but it may also be tax deductible. What better way to finish the year? All right, well, we had uh, a bit of uh, a nasty night in the US market. Couldn't hold on to gains. We did see some uh, somewhat uh, underwhelming uh, US data coming out, especially with consumer sentiment, which was uh, really down in the dumps. So as a result of that, we saw the Dow fall 491 points, or 1.56%. NASDAQ having a far worse night, down 343, 2.98% to 11,182, with the S&P 500 in the middle for diddle, down 2.01%, 79 points to 38.22%. And as a result, the VIX index perked up one point or 5.23% to 28, still at relatively low levels considering how far the Dow has created and how much volatility there is in the market. Last night was another 1,000-point nigh-on uh, trading range. We had a high of up 447 and a low of down 504 points, so closing pretty much on its lows uh, last night, that's for sure. So very much... Uh, in the dumps last night in terms of that US market. Uh, SPY futures against this backdrop were down 84 points or 1.26%. But given that we had rallied nearly 190, <coughs> 190 odd points in the last two days, hardly um, unexpected to see that fall in S&P SPY futures. So we'll wait and see if that really is the case today. It is still coming up to the end of the year and as a result we have seen some window dressing. As I say we've had 190 points in a couple of days so it certainly has been a pretty good ride for our market but um, that all could come to a bit of an end today although we did get that um, 60 point rise yesterday which a lot of that came in the afternoon as Dow futures turned positive. So all eyes will be on Dow futures as we kick off. In terms of commodities last night we had Brent crude. The oil price is back at the moment, China's looking to reopen somewhat. Some of the quarantine requirements are being uh, wound back from 14 days to seven days. I'm still not sure that that is going to uh, produce a mass tourist boom for China either way. But uh, probably the way that they will do is to come out of China uh, after all the problems that they have had in, uh, in their economy. But uh, Brent crude up $2.89, $2.89, $117.98. So just when you thought the oil price was dead and we were going to see some relief in inflation, we have seen that push higher, 2.5% higher. WTI West Texas was up 2%, $2.19 uh, to $111.76. And the gold price 
not doing much to be honest. Down 0.2 of a percent, three dollars sixty. Eighteen twenty-one point two zero. Iron ore better, up around half a percent to one hundred and thirty dollars twenty-eight. Aussie dollar pretty much unchanged, sixty-nine oh six. There. In terms of other commodities, last night we had copper down 0.5, nickel up 1.2, aluminium down 0.4, zinc pretty much unchanged, lead down 1.1, tin remains one of the most volatile metals at the moment, down 3.3%. And as a result of all this, we did see some movement at the station, for the word had passed around that BHP was up 0.9% in ADR terms, Rio up 0.38, which does imply a bit of a fall, obviously, in our BHP and Rio prices today in Aussie dollars. Freeport McMoran was down 0.8. Alcoa down 0.6. Tech up 2.9. Anglo up 0.7. Glencore up 1.7. Vale up 0.9. And Arbomile down 1.5% there. Here you can see the S&P 500. It all started off quite nicely, but as I say... That's uh, U.S. numbers coming in uh, on the weak side in terms of the economy there, pointing to a, a quite a severe slowdown starting to happen in the U.S. market, uh, in the U.S. economy. So we did see that S&P closing on its lows and some of the stocks being hurt last night. The banks actually held up relatively well in the U.S. Uh, J.P. Morgan was only down half percent. Citigroup down 1.3. Goldman down 0.4. Bank of America down 0.28. Wells Fargo unchanged. Berkshire Hathaway down 1.6%. And Block, the artist formerly known as Square, was down 5.5%. In the tech stocks, though, it didn't fare too well in the US last night. We had Apple down 3%. Meta down 5.2%. Google down 3.3%. Microsoft down 3.2%. Amazon 5.1%. Tesla 5%. Netflix 5% as well. So it certainly was uh, the tech stocks that were getting whacked last night. As I say, those US numbers not looking too good for consumer sentiment. Major stories last night. We have China cutting COVID quarantine period to 10 days from three weeks for inbound visitors. I can't imagine anybody is going to be rushing inbound to China to face 10 days of quarantine and then uncertainty over lockdowns. But there you go. I'm sure there's some people that want to get home, but uh, that's not going to be a major incentive for travellers. So I wouldn't imagine it's going to be too much of a tourist boom. What it may do is actually produce a tourist, well, an exodus, I guess, of Chinese trying to get out of the country. But we'll see that's certainly been happening in Hong Kong for expats. Beijing and Shanghai both report zero COVID cases for the first time since February. ECB President Lagarde uh, Christine Lagarde has reiterated rate hike intentions at the start of the Sintra conference, which apparently is a beautiful place to have a conference, but let's face it, all conferences take place in beautiful places. And the ECB Kazakhs says worth looking at a 50 basis point hike in July rather than the 25 basis point currently planned. And the PBOC, that's the People's Bank of China, the governor there says the bank will keep policy supportive to aid the Chinese economy. And the markets are now pricing in the first ever Bank of Korea rate hike of 50 basis points. Well, there are some suggestions that food inflation may have peaked as improved supply outlook and lower crude prices pull down prices. Well, you can forget the lower crude prices. We're heading back to 120. So 
Uh, maybe it hasn't peaked after all. Oil up for the third straight session. Saudi and UAE signal limited capacity to boost output. And it is not just a question of lifting output. One of the big problems at the moment is refining capacity, especially in the US. Refining capacity has been a major problem, and that is what's pushing up the price of petrol, regardless of the rises in the crude price. The G7 is exploring ways to possible price caps on Russian energy, but great deal of work needs to be done to make it reality. Yup, I think that is an understatement there, a great deal of work, but anyway. OPEC Plus, it's like saying Brexit was a really good idea. OPEC Plus set to trim its 2022 oil market surplus from 1.4 million barrels per day to a million, and Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs and Bank of America have all boosted dividends following the Feb the Fed stress test, something we talked about yesterday in the newsletter. What to expect today? Well, we have Australian retail sales for May. That US Conference Board Consumer Confidence Index dropped to its lowest since February 2021. Hardly a massive time ago, is it? It's only a year or so ago. But anyway, consumer confidence in the US taking a big hit, probably because of the price of petrol in the US. Kathy Wood, one of the glamour Fund managers of the past five years said she erred in her prediction inflation would unravel as the price in goods and services in the U.S. soared to a 40-year high. She also added that the U.S. is in a recession. Good on you, Cathy. Ten-year yields in the U.S., 3.2%. Australia, 3.73%. Germany, 1.62%. So creeping a little bit higher in Europe at the moment. That didn't stop the European markets last night, which were looking a little bit stronger. Stocks 50 up 0.3%. FTSE up 0.9%. It's highest level in more than two weeks. Commodity stocks led the gain, similar to what we saw yesterday in our market. DAX up 0.3%. CAX up 0.6%. And Megaport. Looks as if it's shoring up its defences. It's worried that it may get a bid considering its depressed share price. It's down 69% since January the 1st and 68% since this time last year. No wonder they're concerned about an opportunistic bid from private equity. And Link Administration, which recently had the bid revised downwards by Diane Durham. Shareholders there want the company to engage with the bidders and try and negotiate a price and an outcome that suits everybody. And according to one report... Uh, the buy now pay later sector created 100,000 jobs in 2021. This is part of the submission uh, to the government to say how wonderful buy now pay later is, but I'm not sure if those 100,000 jobs were in credit control, risk management, or just in retail. TLC, Tender Loving Care, uh, is on the sites of PE, that's private equity. TLC, of course, is the Lottery Corporation, which has recently demerged from Tabcorp, that is the good part of Tabcorp not the bad part, which is the wagering business. And lotteries certainly seen as somewhat recession-proof to some extent. Uh, people still want to hope, even in the bad times. So it looks as if at some stage this one will become a bit of a takeover play, and there's a number of players on the sidelines eyeing this one off. SBM, St. Barbara, may offload its Canadian assets. And Collins Foods, upgraded to an ad from a hold at Morgan's, had a pretty good day yesterday on the back of those numbers, especially Germany, looking pretty strong, up 16% in terms of their sales numbers from Germany. And uh, maybe Collins Foods and KFC and Taco Bell, which is only a small part of their business, but KFC, uh, the majority part of their earnings, maybe it is somewhat immune to recessionary problems being at the lower end of the socio-economic food chain. And also they've added 
Um, this is their third price hike for their products uh, announced yesterday. So uh, there is some pricing power that these guys have got. As far as our market goes today, with those SPY futures showing an 84-point drop, but commodities were a little bit mixed. That was the big sector yesterday. Commodities doing well. We may see that start to uh, erode today. Banks were under a bit of pressure yesterday, but they had rallied around 9% off their lows. So um, we may see a little bit of buying coming in in the banks. And of course, it's end of financial year, and that means window dressing. So don't be surprised to see some stocks having extraordinary moves on light volume as institutions try and dress up their performance numbers for the end of year so they can go marketing next year and show what wonderful fund managers they are and how they all deserve a massive bonus. Question of the day today, if there was one stock you could short, what would it be? What would your best short be? Of course, shorting is uh, somewhat controversial. Some people love it, some people hate it, but it's certainly a valid part of the market. Uh, But if there's one stock that you could short, one stock that you hated so much or thought their prospects were so dim that they would go uh, significantly lower, what would that stock be? Well, that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. You can head on over to the Facebook discussion group. We'd love to have your thoughts, ideas, and insights there as usual. Members helping members is our motto there. And of course, if you're listening to this on a podcast, wherever you are in this wonderful world of ours, hopefully you're staying warm because it is a little chilly today. Uh, The Marcus Strategy podcast is also available, which is the Fly on the Wall morning meeting. There's the On the Desk podcast with the team in Melbourne and my On the Couch podcast, which is uh, somewhat uh, irregular, but hopefully there's some On the Couch podcasts. Some of them are not timestamped, so they are equally valid today as they were when we recorded them months ago. So uh, check out those if you haven't. And if you're interested tonight on Ask the Analyst, I'll be answering all your questions live at 5.30. usually goes for about an hour or until my wife gives me the hurry up. But uh, 5.30 till about 6.45, I'll be answering all your questions live. And if you haven't got enough of me today, then you can see me on the call at 12 o'clock with Andrew Wyland talking 10 stocks. Uh, some of which will be Zip and Magellan, which is always a bit of fun. So uh, watch out for that one on Ausbiz. But thanks very much for listening, and have a great day. May the trading gods be with you.